Congratulations, you're right on time for the Making Moves show with Mufasa and Poppy Knox. They are totally considerate. You're not here to try to figure me out. You just need to figure out what I need from you. And if I, I'm going to tell you what I need from you. Very humble. And it feels good to be me. Always respectful. Fuck what you said. <laughs> Thank because you, brother. Sometimes that makes me, that warms my heart. Truly sympathetic. Most guys don't get it. They don't get the game. They don't even want to play the game. And instead of just um, doing the little bit of work to know what you and I know, like on this one topic even, they would rather make an excuse for not knowing the work. Absolute humanitarians. You know what I'm saying? Stay masculine and always make that person understand you are not that important in my life. Exactly. And you give off that energy and it was good. Completely unstoppable. The name of the game. That's why we're always making moves. We're always make, getting better than the last day. Always growing. The Making Moves show begins right now. Hey, what's up, bro? Nothing. Um, fighting, be, fighting to be productive right now. Fighting to be productive? That don't sound right. Wait, what's going down? I gotta pack my bags and I just don't feel like packing. Okay. Your girl's not around? Yeah. She can't help you? Oh, no. She's in Florida. I'm actually going. So. Uh, that's, that's how it plays. I understand. I understand. All right. So we're getting to get into it. You're, yo, are you a Jay Z fan? I'm all right. I've never been a Jay Z fan. I always thought he was kind of bored. Okay. It's always interesting to see how non-New Yorkers think about it. Yeah. So I'm just listening to Blueprint 3 before I hopped on this call. Yeah, man. Um, Those prime years of, you know, you know, of puberty, that's where our manhood is usually stuck. So remember that. I'll tell you that much. <clears throat> okay. I got you. I got you. So, if whatever you, whoever your favorite rapper was between the ages of 12 and 20, that's who your favorite rapper still is. You know. Damn, I got to think about that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And it's funny because I, I say the same thing about what you're attracted to in terms of women. I mean, I don't think men have a type in any specific way. But there clearly is something that's going on when we're we're becoming what do you call it? going through puberty, where if you're surrounded by certain images of women, like that'll become the thing that you look for, typically. Oh yeah, whatever's whatever was in King Double XL and King Magazine at the time. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I gotta think back on that. I just like beautiful women, so I just keep it as simple as that. Um, but actually, maybe we'll get into that. Maybe we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Jay-Z. Maybe we'll talk about um, um, growing up and growing out. Growing up, it really, we, I think we do give it enough time, but we don't because, um, to be honest with you, growing up, we, um, we're heavily influenced by by that age, 12 to 22, it's a lot of heavy influences. 
No, absolutely. I'm thinking about it more. We'll have to save it for a future episode. I'm going to definitely sit on it. However, the topic at hand that I definitely want to get into is is something that might incorporate like Jay-Z hip-hop, those formative years where the expression I say is a man got to have a code. And this is something that I may take for granted. I've actually sat down and cultivated the principles that I've lived by. And I change them every so often as the seasons go. But this is something I've been doing for at least a decade. And when I talk with other people about their codes, they ain't got one. And what I find is that whether you've written it out like I have, or at least thought about it in some specific way, that the most successful men that I know all have a code. A set of rules, a set of principles, values that they live by that help them make decisions as they go along in life. So my first question to you is, do you have a code? Oh, yeah, I have a code. Definitely. Um, I don't know if I should get into a bunch of detail or anything like that. But but I definitely have a code. No, there's no reason. I think a men's code should be specific to him. It should be private with him. I don't mind sharing one or two things, but I really, I really wanted to go on is I was having a conversation with a gentleman earlier and he's like, I only have two things to put on my code. And I'm like, wait, what? Didn't make sense to me. And then the two things that he cited were things that were vague. They didn't have any meaning. You could easily turn them into mean, meaning the opposite of what he intended them to be. And so I understood what he was getting at but he wasn't quite connecting the dots. And so I'm like, damn, I, I need to take it upon myself to help other men cultivate their code. So I figured it'd be great to talk about like how we both came to, to, to taking that first step into realizing, all right, what's important to us and how do we turn it into a principle that we live by? Yeah. Like an alpha male rule to live by. There you go. You wrote the book. I wrote the book on that motherfucker. You see my codes in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man, my, my codes always, it always boil down to one or two things. Mm-hmm. It always boil, boils down to, uh, how can I put it? <clears throat> Damn, could I put it like that? Only if you want to. Yeah, it always boils down to the same shit. Doing doing what's best for me. I like you know, that. And what's best for me is usually what's best for my family. I like that. Best for my legacy. So, um, and sometimes you can, the way this world is, you can easily get distracted. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. I'm still doing my laundry. Uh, you got a hard life, bro. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, but you still can be really distracted. You know, and I try and I try to tell you know young men that all the time. You can be really distracted and um a lot of those things could uh, end up. You end up going back on your principles, on your rules. Yeah, 
and and it kind of sucks, but at the same time, it's almost like a necessary evil. Like, did you stop and realize what you're doing? You know, mm. that's what I always check myself. Like, let me check myself real quick. And nine times out of ten, if you gotta, I can tell anybody about their own rules if they trying to justify their own rules by doing some other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not gonna work out for you. No, absolutely, and that's why having a code, I think, it's just essential. So I like what you're saying because, uh, well, let's go back to what you're saying about doing the most best for you, what's best for your family. I think that's the first. This is something that I think should be on everybody's code, and and the way that I phrase it is that. My personal enjoyment of my life comes first. Everything else that I say and do comes after that. So if I'm not enjoying myself in the moment, I got to fix that moment or I got to adjust myself so that way I am enjoying it. And if I'm not enjoying it, the simplest thing to typically do is just walk away and and go to the next moment where I can enjoy myself and be the way that I want to be. And I think fundamentally, every man should have that as number one. You come first. And this is true whether you like the way that I'm saying it. It's true all the time because everything that you do in your life starts with you. Even if you're taking care of other people, if you're not enjoying that process, if you're not fully committed to the the endeavor, you're not going to do the best that you can do, which means that person misses out. That person could be your, your girlfriend. That person could be your fiance. It could be your kids. It could be your students. It could be your boss, whatever the case may be. That person needs the best of you. And if you aren't enjoying the process of doing the work with that person or for that person, you're not going to want to do it and you're, you're going to do a shitty job at it. Mm. That is correct. That is correct. Or you will do a trash job. I see it all the time. I think that's the one thing that without going into too too many details about our own codes, because I'm not going to share. I I can't think of anything that maybe every now and then I'll give an example here and there. But that's what I think about is. And I guess what we're really talking about is purpose and having ambition. And then you can recognize that there are certain principles that are going to help you get that. There are certain principles that if, if someone challenged you in a certain way, that you would say, oh, this is not for me. If someone offered you something in a certain way that you're like, okay, this is for me or it's not for me. And I think the biggest thing that a lot of guys, especially in their 20s are dealing with is that they have so many influences from the outside telling them who to be and how to be. They have way more distractions. Way more distractions. I was about to than say, I exactly. Have, I don't even know what it's like to grow up in this new world. I take it for granted. I'm just grateful you and I grew up where we did, how we did. But to be a young person at this point, like even if you're 15, 18, 23, to be a young man, a young king, with all this just hitting you from left, right, and you're trying to make sense of things, I give mad props to you if you're, 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 you're going through it without having to cope much. They go through it, man. They go through it. Um, right now, the best they can do less is more for them. And um, 
that's one of my things um about just having my own code um what purpose like my grandmother used to say this uh, my little cousin she got a i think it was a belly button ring a nose ring or something it was like a big deal and my grandma said honey what purpose does this serve and she was just staring like, well, I like it. Okay, but what purpose? You can like it all you want. What purpose does this serve? How is this going to help you get ahead of life? And boy, it boils down to, okay, is this what I want to do right now? Is this making me feel good? It's kind of like um, mm-hmm. whatever you do, you got to give back to it. You gotta you gotta make up for it. So if I overslept one day, if I slept in one day, the next day I gotta make up for it with extra reps, with extra exercise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I ate that piece of chocolate cake tomorrow, I can't eat a piece of chocolate cake. I probably gotta fast or you know, just you have to make up for it. I like that. As a man, like you gotta understand like you're not getting away with shit in life. You're not getting away with shit. No, not at all. I mean, that's a principle to live by on its own, which is for every action I make, yeah. I'm going to make sure there's an equal reaction to it. So if I eat three days worth of cake, I got to do three worth, or three days worth of work. Or maybe the only reason I'm having that cake is because it's a reward and not something that I take for granted and eat whenever I want. Yeah. Self-discipline is a big thing. Mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And so when I'm talking with guys, what I notice is that, and I wonder if you have the same experience where, I mean, honestly, I think I'd be out of a job if more men had a code. And that's to say that all the things that come up in my, my inbox, my DMs, my emails, the text messages, Telegram, whatever, it's guys saying, hey, I have a problem in this area and this is the situation I'm in. And they describe it and it's just like, so you were just doing whatever you want. You were improvising. You're basically improvising your entire life. And that's why you're caught up in these situations and you don't know, you're not planning ahead. You're not planning for them. And when you get caught up in it, you don't know what to do next. You need someone to give you a script. You need someone to tell you what to do. And I'm just like, all right, let's approach this from a principle stance. It's like, if you're having a hard time with a girl, it's probably because you're dating the wrong type of girl. So that's the principle. Like, what kind of women are you dating? Freeze! We're going back to the show in a moment. But first, in the show's description, there is a link for knoxuniversity.com. This site gives you access to the Take Charge League, which is everything you need to tap into your greatest strengths, improve your shortcomings, and live your ideal life sooner than later. This one guide will forever change your worldview, giving you the confidence to lead happier relationships, always know what to say and do. Grow your network with high net worth professionals, make money with speed, and have a more fulfilling life. Plus, direct access to Poppy Knox and ambitious people like you to ensure you are surrounded by a positive community. So there is no way you can fail. If you are interested in changing your life in any way, 
Visit knoxuniversity.com right now to join. That's K-N-O-X university.com. Now let's get back to those unruly men talking about only God knows what. Unfreeze! If you're having a hard time with money, it's like, what are your principles around money? Like every time you get a paycheck, what are you doing with that dollar? And those are a set of principles that you can set up for yourself. And what I recognize is that most guys aren't thinking about this. They're not planning five moves ahead. They're not even planning one move ahead. They're playing, I don't know, some blindfolded checkers, I guess. Damn. It's just, it's so crazy. It's a. It's just something, um, it's just something that we all need to pay attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that earlier, um, cause some people were complaining about men being sensitive and I'm like, some of the most brilliant men are sensitive. And my argument was not sensitive in an emotional way, but sensitive as in paying attention to detail. Ooh, okay. Good for you. I like sensitive that. as in because a lot of people mistake <coughs> sensitivity, excuse me, for I mean, they mistake sensitivity for passion. Some of that shit just be passion. When you're passionate about something, you're going to pay attention to it. Okay. You're going to be sensitive to it. Yeah. When you're trying to build something, you're going to be take, pay attention to the notes. You're going to be sensitive to everything. It's kind of like me trying to build a house. I need to know what the weather is like. So if I know I could build today, mm-hmm. you know, does that make me sensitive? No, that just makes me aware. And um, I don't think we have a lot of guys that's actually prioritizing the way they feel, what they want out of life. They just don't prioritize it. Yes. And if you don't prioritize They have been prioritizing actually their flesh. Oof. Oof. That's the grim reality of it all. Uh, you know, are you sensitive towards your goals? Ooh. Ooh. So... That's what I I really want everybody, you know, listening to the podcast, trying to better better themselves to understand. Because we all need a level of sensitivity. We all not going to be no fucking Rambo. No, absolutely. And again, it's sensitivity with that awareness. It's like, what are are your, your eyes are on the horizon. What are you paying attention to specifically on that horizon? which gets into other things where they would make fantastic principles on someone's code, which is who do you have around you? Do the people around you have your blind spots covered? Do they have your six? So that way you can focus on what you want to focus on, knowing that you have full protection from people close to you. Yeah. So that's, and I hate to say this words have different meanings. So even when I'm talking about sensitive, I'm just talking about us being quick to respond. Mm to changes and influences. Mm. That's what you need. I'm not talking about the sensitive or appreciate each other's feelings and shit like that, fellas. I'm talking about the real sensitive part. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The main that the number one the number one uh definition of it, not the number two definition of that the females like to highlight. You know what I'm saying? But even even in that, you want to be able to be thoughtful and careful of what the fuck you're doing. That's why I always tell men approach approach your goals with sensitivity. Yeah. Approach approach your life work, your plans with thoughtfulness. I'm sitting over here just approaching what I want to do next on the podcast uh, to the point where I know how much cameras cost and what the camera going to fucking look like if I sit it in front of my face. You get uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's where your focus is. I like that. I like everything you're saying, brother. And it's making me think of a lot of things. So, so you got to be, you got to just take careful consideration in what you're doing. So well said. There's something. So let's go back to words. Let's go back to breaking down words. We have the word responsible, which most people understand. But when I see that word, I see it as two words, response and able. So I'm always trying to be response able, the ability to respond no matter um, what's on my shoulders, what the world is demanding of me. And I think more people are reactionary. Something happens and then they react and they, they get into their feelings and they react. They hear a word and they're triggered. Um, and when you're always in that state, it's always fight or flight. You're always in survival mode. You don't get to be creative. You're always just trying to defend yourself, which is a, that's level one. Level two is where you're, you're responsive and you at least think about what you're doing in the conversation and in that moment and and then you make a decision about it and then i think that at that level three at the top is what i call response able where i'm fully responsible for myself and all the other variables that i have control over i know there there are going to be things that happen that i have no control over and in those cases it's like all right i'm going to give it a a a dedicated response based in everything that i have all the resources that i have my intellect my friendships my relationships my money whatever the case may be and then I'm going to create a plan mm-hmm. of attack and a, a plan of attack to deal with it in that moment and to make sure that if I don't like it, it never happens again. I think one of the reasons why I'm able to have that high level functioning <laughs> and high level thinking is that, again, it goes for me, it goes back to a code. I, I know what the principles that I live by are and I set myself up in such a way that I'm sensitive to to all the good things in my life and I'm sensitive to all the, the the things that bother me so I protect myself as much as I can so that way I'm not e- easily bothered and and sensitive in the way that you're talking about it that coupled with my purpose in life it's just like I know exactly what I need to be doing on every given hour and any given moment of my life and my friend was telling me this the other day and I didn't think about it he doesn't really know me that well. He's like new to my life. And what was he saying? He goes like, I know you work fewer hours than I do, Knox. But the few hours that you are working are more productive than the dozens of hours that I got. And I was just like, damn. And and he was right. In the sense that like, when I'm dialed in, I'm dialed in. You don't have to get me ready. You don't have to jog my memory. You don't have to 
do anything extra. I don't need a performance enhancer. I don't need to like do a line of Coke. I don't need to take an espresso shot. I just, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And, and my work day is all like that. I only work five hours right. and I only do that six hour, days a week. And that's if I want to work in the first place. And again, I, so I loved him. I loved hearing what he had to say about that. And so I'm thinking about it more and more these past couple of days. And I realized that it all comes back to the code and it all comes back to me setting up my life the way that I want it. I think that's key. I think that's key. It's like, I treat life like a video game. Like those back in the day, I don't know if you play video games, but every now and then there's a, what do you call it? RPGs. So back in the day, I used to play like a game called Diablo where I guess you were like a fantasy character, right? And that character, you got to make yourself up. You figured out, uh, I forgot the details, but you could figure out like what race of person you are, uh, what clothes you wear, and and all these little details. And that's what I treat my life like. It's like I have full control over who I am, how I'm going to be. and And I relish in crafting my life in such a way that I'm not overly influenced by outside people that have no idea of who I am and what I'm about. And that's why I'm so productive. That's why I'm so present. Smart. Yeah. It's given me a lot to think about. It's been a very introspective month for me so far. Yeah, man. So even with the, with the, do you have a cold? All of that comes into play. And it's just a guide. It's going to help you stay out of trouble, put you in the best situations, be the most successful. You got to be happy. You got to live by the code, whatever that is. Oh, absolutely. What I find is if for whatever reason you have one thing on there and you notice week after week, you keep on breaking it, then that means it's not part of your code. It doesn't matter how nice it's spelled out how you wrote it and how important it is to other people. Like there's certain things that you're just not going to do or want to do. So the code isn't about being pretty for society and being happy for other people. It's about, are you going to commit to it? If you say, I'm not going to steal. And that's part of my code. You can't be out here thieving people. You can't even be clever about it where it's like you're thieving people because you're charging too much for something or you're you're charging interest on money that you lend people now you're cheating your code and if you cheat your code it cheapens you mm-hmm. so you just gotta i think one of the most powerful things about having the code is recognize you, you're gonna be confronted with who you really are not who you tell people you are not who you think you want to be but who you actually are which is one of the beautiful things of actually writing these things down. It's like, who do I want to be? And can I live up to it? And if I can't live up to it, what can I live up to? Because that's the idea. You need an ironclad code that you never break. I got codes that I came up with on the fly that I never broke. And then some I broke. And then, you know, someone had to make the adjustments later. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to pull this up because I wrote it down. I have it on my computer. Where are, where am I? Okay. 
Mr. on my computer? It might be on my phone. I want to share a couple. So I shared the one, which is my enjoyment of life comes first. And that's something that will always be on my code. I highly recommend it for other people to have it on theirs. Oh, um, what is it's funny because now I realize not only did I make a code for myself, I made a code for my family, my family values and what my children will know. So let's see. Um, here's the way I wrote it out. So I'm actually going to share it. my life and love of it will always be bigger than any one woman, career, relative, income, nation or ethnicity. So there are so many things in this world that will challenge me to say that I should put them first, this first, that idea first, and that never happens for me because I come first. Those things may be important, but they're not number one. I am number one. And my love of life will always be number one. Oh, this is dope. I haven't read some of these in a while. It's been more than a month. Go and read them all because some of these are pretty long, but I'm going to share some things here and there. Here's another one that I like, which is uh, before I make a big decision in my life, I will consult this code to help remind me of why that decision is good for me and my long term happiness. If any aspect of my decision violates my code, then my decision is to say no. Damn. I take these things for granted because it's just like I've internalized these all so well. And it's been a while since I've actually read this. <laughs> and I mean, I'm trying to be helpful to the guys, but I'm actually just impressed by this and, and how I've never had to question myself because of this. Oh, here's another one I like. I will never snitch. So Mufasa, tell me if I've ever broken this in your presence. Uh, let's see. Nor will I accuse or testify against anyone. This includes documenting and sharing other people's actions that would cause drama or incriminate them later. People who make poor decisions will get into trouble and suffer swift consequences without my help to to, to doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've snitched. I, I don't even snitch on myself. Like It's just one of those things where Man. Holy shit. There's so much of my work that is built off of these things. And let's see. Let's see. I will never act out or hide because of emotion. If my life is not in imminent danger, if I have to communicate something aloud, I will, even if it means I have to close my eyes and clench my butt cheeks. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was young and like, sometimes you got to say something that's tough to say. It needs to be said, but like, you're afraid of it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's part of being a man. You're like, exactly. So I, even if I, even as an, yeah. an adult man, I have to close my eyes and clench my butt cheeks. If I need to accomplish a hard task, I will at whatever pace necessary. I can make mistakes and give up, but I will never let my emotions make me give in or give up doing righteous things that celebrate the love of my life. Damn. Yeah, so you got some good stuff, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm very uh, grateful. I just encourage every man to create a code. 
you, you can use the examples that I've given. You can use the examples that Ruby Foster's given. I think it should be 25 points long, 25 points about every area of your life, your relationship with God, your relationship with women, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your leisure activities, your relationship with money. A code is basically about your relationships, how you connect to other people, places, and things. And everybody has an opinion about all these things. So you're turning your opinions into your principles and the principles make up your code. It's that simple. Right. Gotta live by the code, man. Absolutely. Live by the code, die by the code. Day by day, you get better and better until you can't get, can't be beat. Oh, here's another one. I will never argue with a woman. Just one sentence. Cool. It really is that simple sometimes. I, I, I exaggerate them and I, I make some of them longer, but. Oh, that you'll fuck around and break sometimes, but uh, even mid argument, I'll be like, wait a minute. Move out. Move the fuck out of my way. My- exactly, exactly. My thing is, I only argue with people that are fighting with me, and no woman has hands that can fight with me, so I'm good. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> we'll definitely be able to do this more often, talk about our codes and how we got there. I didn't want to get into the details and nuances, but we, you know, clearly never fight with a woman. Clearly, you only experience some fights or seen something that you're like, hey, um, let me make this a Oh, no, you're good. I just burped. <laughs> no, it's all um, yeah, I like that sentiment. I like that sentiment. I like thinking about this. And I'm glad I could share a little bit. I didn't think I would, but it's nice to it's nice to just to have something that guides you. If you if if God doesn't guide you in any direct way, sometimes He doesn't speak to everybody. It, it's at a different pace. Some people are ready, some people aren't. But at the very least, you have your code, which is just your code of conduct. And I think it's very reassuring, and it helps you. And there, it brings a peace that few things can. Man, gotta have a code. You know what? Mm. Yeah. This is what this is a good this was a good one, man. Yeah, I like it, I like it. Leave it at that. Until next time. Peace. Peace out.